Welcome to the Monday edition of Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you all very much for tuning in today. We are coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions offers commercial and residential cleaning in Calgary and surrounding areas. They follow a green clean program and are committed to providing products and services to clients that minimize the environmental impact while still delivering high performance. Check them out, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Check me out on social media, Twitter and Instagram, I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email the show, couchpotatodiary, at yahoo.com. The music you're listening to provided by Wasted Talent. Here we go. NFL playoffs in the books for another year. Uh, admittedly, taping this part of the program while uh, they are still going, oh no, they have gone final now. Kansas City with a 42-21 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that is a cover. Uh, that one was never close, and... It feels almost, I don't want to say poetic, but I am not a Ben Roethlisberger supporter. I have never been a Ben Roethlisberger supporter. I feel he is human garbage. And quite frankly, I think he is now getting the send-off he deserves. I think that giving him his flowers on his last Monday night game and his last, um, his last home game, spare me. Ab like just the, the, this narrative that has been brought up about Ben Roethlisberger very conveniently forgetting a couple big things in his past that, oh, great guy, even better team, but blah, 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 blah. I just, I, I couldn't stand it. And it brought me all of the joy in the world to see his team get just shit kicked for 60 solid minutes, giving up points to offensive linemen, having a tight end throw a touchdown pass. All of that shit just brought me so much joy. And quite frankly, I, I think this right here, Ben Roethlisberger getting his face stomped into the mud, this is the send-off that Ben Roethlisberger deserves. For Kansas City, seems like they figured it out. Hey, this whole look, I don't know if Kansas City is going to be able to figure out how these teams are playing them. I mean, it's a cover too. Two guys up atop, like how it's only a thing that's been run for basically the entirety of football. But I don't know how they're going to be able to figure it out. Well, sure seems like they have. And honestly, as much as I like to shit on Ben Roethlisberger, the rest of this team deserved a better quarterback because the rest of this team's really good. And this might be the best defense Kansas City faces in the playoffs. And they just did that damn thing to him. Now, that defense is going to be a little bit tired because the bad quarterback couldn't get him off the field. Now it feels like I'm cherry-picking a little bit. But this was this was the best defense I think that Kansas City is going to face. They face Buffalo next week. Buffalo's defense is good. It ain't Pittsburgh good. There's no Watt on that field for, for Buffalo. And, like, Kansas City was just able to do whatever they want. They, they were just messing with these guys. And at some point, they just broke them. And that's why it's able to, to get to where it is. But you, like, going into next week... And going into the rest of these playoffs, I'm feeling a whole lot better about my Kansas City as the Super Bowl champion bet that I laid. Now, one of my bets is going to go away this weekend as I have Kansas City to win and I have the Buffalo Bills to lose in the AFC title game. One of those is going to be incorrect because those two teams play each other. Buffalo absolutely dominates the Patriots. And again, it looks like the Bills have figured things out. They have unlocked Josh Allen in this offense, and they have unlocked the entirety of this offense now. Like, it really feels like that game against New England was a real self-assessment game. That was, 
we just got like absolutely annihilated on a five day bender and we puked in a McDonald's parking lot right outside the weird play area. We need to assess our lives entirely. And now we got like the new job. We got a nice new suit. We're investing in things that we don't totally understand, but our boy Joel in financing does. So it's fine. It feels like Buffalo has kind of come of age this season now. And it looks like the Bills team, we finally, th or we thought we were going to get all season long. And now we are getting the Bills peaking at the right moment, taking on Kansas City, peaking at the right moment. They've released the playoff schedule. I would imagine this one has to get some type of a primetime look. But either way, this is the most intriguing matchup of the weekend. Um, and I, I don't particularly know if it's close. Yeah, this one closes the show. It's the main event on Sunday. Um, so the, the the AFC, or the bookends, is uh, Bengals against the Titans, spoiler alert, I guess, uh, is the Saturday afternoon game, and then Sunday evening, it's Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs, both games on CBS. Um, but no, like the, the Bills just you feel great for the fans after years and years and years of getting shit on by Patriots fans to, to now go out there and do that to them. Wow. And new England, like they, they just, they ran out of gas. They reached their ceiling. It creates an interesting off season for them though, because this Patriots team has to decide and has to figure out what are they actually, is this Patriots team, the team we saw at the beginning of the season and a team that, just tinker with a couple of things and hope more experience at the quarterback position. Maybe you can open things up a little bit next year and on you go. That's probably the right answer. However, this is also a team that lost four of their last five down the stretch and one, then the, the last of the five is in the postseason. And the only team they beat was Jacksonville, which I mean, the Colts couldn't do that, but still you couldn't beat the Colts. So you, you see where I'm getting at here. This was a really bad way to close the season for New England, and it, it really makes you wonder how close is this team actually. I, I think, as with most of these questions, the answer is usually in the middle. I don't think that this is a team that competes for a division title next year, but I do think this is a playoff team, and I don't think this is a get-their-asses-kicked-on-Saturday-in-the-playoff team much more. You know, like, I, I think that this is going to be a team that will at least have something to say next year, but, whew. Uh, Cincinnati taking on the Vegas Raiders, a heartbreaking play for Vegas and the, the entire season comes down to one final drive. And it, it just, it showed me they need the guy at wide receiver and like Waller is fantastic, but he's in the middle and it was just, it was too easy late in the game to kind of clog in on him. And if you have that number one guy, Renfro is so good, but I think he is so much better as a complimentary dude. And Waller and Jacobs, like if you just get one more weapon in there, this Vegas offense could really be unlocked. But again, from a Raider fan perspective, could not be more proud of what this team was able to accomplish this season. For Cincinnati, you feel happy for them. All the memes going around that no one's ever texted about the Cincinnati Bengals win. <laughs> Which, yeah, that sucks. Um, and I, you know, you, you like making fun of some of the other ones. Oh, this team's never seen their team win in HD and all of those types of things. But the, the thing that makes you feel good about the Bengals is Joe Burrow, he faced a lot in that game. Uh, Max Crosby was in his face all day and was just a split second off all day. And I remember in the CFL, Micah Johnson talking about how frustrating that is as a pass rusher when the quarterback just seems to get the ball out just in time for you to, to not get there in time, right? Like that, that just has to be so frustrating. And it felt like that all day. Burrow's not going to win player of the week or any shit like that, but he was, he was good enough to be the rookie quarterback who won a playoff game. And 
Uh, again, just uh, another experience that this Cincinnati team can build on, and just another showing like that this moment was not too big for him. Wasn't the prettiest game, a little bit ugly. I'm not going to talk about officiating. I, I'm not going to, and that leads us into the next game, San Francisco against Dallas. I need to make something absolutely abundantly clear. With a couple of exceptions, see the point shaving scandals and the Donahue stuff in Phoenix. Um, it never comes down to just officiating. I don't care what whistle was blown when or anything like that. In the Raider game, the Raiders had a chance at the goal line to tie that football game. I don't care what's happened up until that point. That is your opportunity to tie that game. San Francisco against Dallas, I don't give a shit where the the, the umpire was trying to line up that ball. That has been the thing for forever and a day is the line they have to put the ball down in that spot. You don't... Could you imagine how fucking crazy football would be if you got to do, just run the no huddle late in the game, two minute offense, we're just rolling, we're just rolling, we're just going, first down, we're going run down the middle of the field, I get to spot the ball where I want to? Are you out of your goddamn mind <laughs> in thinking that's how football would be played? Oh yeah, uh, it looked like a 10 yard run, but the, line, the, the center spotted it down at the 35 instead of at the 40, so I guess, yeah, I guess they're just rolling, like that, that's... No, that's not how it works. You you need the referee to spot the ball and be like, okay, this is how it goes. It's like in basketball, if you just wanted to keep shooting free throws. No, the, the referee gets to touch the ball. You know that. That has how it has always been since they were knocking the ball out of a peach basket. Same thing with this. We've always known this. For forever, we have known this. It's not the referee's fault that Dak Prescott screwed that up. And it's it's not the referee's fault that Dak got in his way. Don't do that play with 14 seconds left. You heard Tony Dungy and what's his name, Sims, on uh, the NBC broadcast saying like 18 seconds is kind of the cutoff. If they know that, Dak should know that. And I mean, honestly, Kellen Moore and uh, Mike McCarthy should probably know that too. But on that one, that needs to be one of those awareness plays where Dak slides just a little bit quicker. And it's just, it was them getting too greedy and it ends up costing them. What I don't understand is why do that anyway? Like that... That, to me, is just trying to be the smartest dude in the bar and trying to outsmart everyone when all you had to do was keep doing what you were doing. You had that underneath stuff for days. San Francisco was really backed off, and you saw it on that. If you do just like a, a quick pass again, the, the way you had it before, you have other players who have this type of recognition going on. Like, this is the stuff they focus on. And also, maybe you have a better chance of getting out of bounds, and it just, it goes quicker. It, it just, it made no sense to me what Dallas tried to do there, and it ends up costing them. But the right team won that game. No question the right team won that game. Dallas never deserved to be close in that game. Poor play, poor execution, penalties, awful decision-making, like whatever the hell that was after the fake punt. Awful stuff from the Dallas Cowboys. So again, make no mistake about it. The referees did not cost the Vegas Raiders in their football game. The referees did not cost the Dallas Cowboys in their football game. The referees, 99.9% .9 of times, did not cost teams in whatever game they played or whatever game you played. The referees didn't cost them. Lack of execution almost always comes down to it. Could officiating help? Maybe. Don't take 14 penalties in a game, allow drives to continue, and then take a stupid delay of game penalty after you've just had a momentum-changing fake punt. To me, Mike McCarthy has to go from Dallas. This is a team that has too much potential, that has been saddled with inept coaching for over a decade now, 
and it continues to cost this team, and I think it cost him here. This was this team had almost every marking of a poorly coached football team, and I think when you have teams around the league looking at Kellen Moore for their head coaching positions, I think you have to give him a long, hard look about things in Dallas because this Dallas team is so close. They talked about it on the broadcast. The time is now. For they are in their window, and it, it is shutting rather rapidly, honestly. So the, the time is now for Dallas to try to do their thing. For San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo played a near-perfect game, and it still almost cost them. They were a smart football team away from losing that football game. And that, much like the Patriots and how we talked about them before, is the danger with this type of offense, is that you can't really afford for things to go away from the plan too much. Your offense, I'm knocking things over on my desk, your offense is so designed on these long drives and putting up points at the end of them, but you're not blowing away playoff teams with that. You might blow away the Seahawks in week 13, but in the postseason, you're not blowing teams away. Even as stupid as the Dallas Cowboys were, you're not blowing those teams away. So for San Francisco now, you see the limitations of this offense is that things have to play perfect. And also, I don't know what it is about the playoffs where Kyle Shanahan just puckers up entirely, but it gets real conservative at the wrong times with this team. And I think that ends up costing them as well. But you can see what one mistake can do when you have such a ball control type of an offense you you really you just you take away that margin for error or Kansas City can have uh an interception there like that they had with the deflection from Watt and then the, the Watt scoop and score you can make those mistakes when you have an offense that is high powered enough that you can get those back and the thing that I don't fully understand is that you have a lot of playmakers on your team and Jimmy Garoppolo is a pretty good quarterback he makes some bad decisions but I'm not saying let Jimmy cook or anything like that, but it just feels like there's another gear this offense could maybe get to. But the thing that you love about watching San Francisco play, Debo Samuel might be my favorite player to watch play in the NFL right now. He is an absolute monster on a week-in, week-out basis. But everyone builds off of that. Elijah Moore, or uh, Elijah Mitchell, sorry, is finishing runs on every play so hard. And that that just, that gets you an extra couple yards. Same thing with Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk with a bit of extra effort fighting for that first down. All the receivers are blocking. George Kittle is out there blocking. On defense, they rally to the ball very, very well. They have some issues on the outside, but they make up for it because everyone rallies to the football. That is an effort thing. That is a team buy-in thing. And that is just something that you really appreciate from the San Francisco team. Because this isn't, this isn't a team devoid of talent, and a lot of times talent don't play like that, but they are able to in San Francisco, and that is a huge key. They're going to need all hands on deck, though, going into Lambeau now to take on the Green Bay Packers, and they might not. Bosa, really unfortunate injury in this game. We'll see. He's in concussion protocol, so we'll see if he is able to get out of it in time to take on the Green Bay Packers this weekend. And um, you had Werner as well go down with an injury. We'll see. It, it apparently avoided any kind of tears or anything like that, so there's potential that he could check back into that game. They need them, and you just saw how different that was defensively for San Francisco in that game when those guys exited. And that's another one why I'm not necessarily buying the refereeing things, because you had... A couple of game changers missing on the other side. You shouldn't need the referees to make up calls for you. You, you should be able to execute things 
on your own. So, a, a phenomenal game, and a lot of very good performances, just not a lot of them on the Cowboys' side. And finally, Tampa Bay taking on Philadelphia. And I said on Friday, this isn't going to have to be a real deep dive into, oh, wow, what did I do wrong? Let's do this. This wasn't a Buffalo thing. This wasn't a, man, let's reassess my life. And this is a, yeah, I picked Jalen Hurts over Tom Brady. That was probably a mistake. I missed on that one. But a, a win is a win for Tampa Bay. That, that was a dominant performance. And they did exactly what they needed to do, right? Like they came out, established things early, got a touchdown, got a lead, took Philadelphia out of their game plan, and just kicked the shit out of them. Uh, it was dumb for me to go against Tom Brady. I still don't know about this Tampa Bay team, though, going forward. They had a couple injuries on the offensive line during that game, and it just reminded you again about those thin margins on that offensive line. Philadelphia wasn't going to be the one to test it. The Rams or Arizona will be the ones to test it. And then if you get into the next one, either Green Bay or, or San Francisco, and then onward and onward and onward. But this is a, a Tampa Bay team. They are the defending champions until they're not. And Tom Brady is the GOAT and all of those things. But it, it just, th- this was an impressive win. And you're not, I'm not taking these off of a 15-point a victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. It's just, I, I don't have that same feel of invincibility around this Tampa Bay team, even after a dominant performance. For Philadelphia, there isn't a whole lot to to deconstruct here on the, the postmortem for them. They got into the playoffs when they weren't expecting to, and they got shit kicked. Like this is this was a win of a season for Philadelphia and a team that is going to have I uh, um a team that is going to have three first round picks now that they I don't know if you have to make a decision at quarterback. I, I Like, if Russell Wilson falls into your lap, fine. I don't think you need to move all three picks to get Russell Wilson. And if you're not doing that, you're not getting Russell Wilson. So I, I don't think Philly needs to go in that direction. But overall, as we get ready for Monday night, and again, I cannot stress enough how much I hate that we have a Monday night football playoff game. We talked about it on Friday. Every time you go into a game analyzing the team that played on the previous Monday night in the regular season, say, well, coming off of a short week, and now you're just creating that in the playoffs. And now it's not so bad because, I mean, it's still not great. It's it's not as disastrous as it could have potentially have been, I guess, if they would have had one of the teams playing on the Saturday, but they avoid that with the the NFC taking over the, the Sunday slate. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you, you, ESPN can get one of the games on, on the weekend. It's fine. I, I think they could have managed to not have top-ranked boxing on there. So, like, it, it's just to pop another rating on Monday. It's so transparent. And it's just... Like, I get what this is. That This whole thing is a money-making initiative. And this whole thing is entertainment and all of that. But a lot of, a lot of people's jobs and a lot of people's lives rely on... Uh, things going well for the particular team that they are associated with when it comes to the coaches and all of that. And then you have legal wagering as well to just like fuck around with these playoff matchups. It's just, it, it's another in a long line of very selfish things from the NHL or from the NFL, sorry, to just get another rating when they're getting $70 million from CBS just so they can get the San Francisco Dallas game. But th- this Rams Arizona game, we talked about it a bit on Friday. My thoughts have not changed on it since. Uh, almost called them St. Louis. It's been a few years for that. But for the Rams, I just feel like their offensive firepower going up against an Arizona secondary that really got exposed last week against Russell Wilson and an Arizona offense that is relying too much on guys you've never heard of and was relying on uh, Nuke Hopkins, who isn't in the lineup for them. It's just it's just a big problem for Arizona. 
um, that I, I don't think they're going to be able to to keep up. But we'll see how it goes when the first weekend of the postseason closes on Monday night. Shout out to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, the studio sponsor for Couch Potato Diary. Call Clearwater Cleaning Solutions at 403-274-3998 and book a residential cleaning this week and go into a draw to win your cleaning on them. So that is 403-274-3998 and mention that you are calling from the podcast. That's going to do it for the show. Thank you guys. Remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever possible. Twitter and Instagram, I am at PrimetimeKlein. Twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. The music has been provided by Waste of Talent. Check out their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. General History Podcast, if you want more from me, comes out every Wednesday morning. So check that one out later this week. Uh, if Between now and then, Hopefully going to be on Twitch uh, coming up on Tuesday. Trying to do those every Tuesday and Thursday. So a couple more Twitches and a couple more podcasts from me. So I'll talk to you guys a bunch later on this week. I'm out.